Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. My name is Arthur Hagopian. I'm Senior Director, Global Strategy and Digital at SPRG in Beijing. And welcome to the newest episode of SPRG Chatroom, where we do a deep dive into all the hot topics and trends affecting the fields of PR and marketing, both in APAC and around the world. And today is extra special as it's also the first episode of 2022. This is also a great segue into today's guest and topic, as 2022 marks another significant milestone. Actually, January 24th, 2022 marks the 30th anniversary of the establishment of diplomatic relations between the People's Republic of China and the State of Israel. And in honor of this occasion, we have a very special guest with us today, Mr. Lior Verona, founder and CEO of Silk Road Communications, SPRG's partner in Israel. And welcome to the podcast, Lior, and thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Arthur, for inviting me. It's really exciting. Hello, China. Thank you, Lior, and a significant day for Israeli and China relations, as well as for Silk Road and SPRG, as we're celebrating six years of cooperation this year, providing service to some of Israel's most exciting companies. It is impressive and fun. We sure have a lot to come. Fantastic. So let's start from the beginning then. The genesis for Silk Road, Lior, your inspiration, how did it come to be? How did you anticipate the need for Israeli companies and why SPRG? Actually, it was a great solution for my 40 years crisis. I've started to study Chinese and after two years, I was approached by, by my ex-personal assistant that asked me to help her with public relations in China. I was no idea what to do and a week after, another person approached with the same request. Then I understand there is a problem and when there is a problem, we need to find a solution. So I approached to dozens of PR agencies in China and I met many of them. I made a big research and tried to find what our people and our companies, international companies, are dealing with PR in China. I had talks and uh, calls with many of the, of the PR agencies and I was looking for four main things. First of all, I was looking for agency with fluent English. Second, I wanted it to be a main China agency. Then I knew that it should have experience with iTech and it should have case study, international case studies with companies in order to be able to give good services to Israeli companies. Then I met Cindy and Arthur at Beijing and when I met her at the office, I knew that they are my partner. Okay, so this is the way it starts. And uh, then we start with the first customer and second customers and uh, we can see now that after a six year, we have proven case studies and we have wonderful customers and partners and working together in China. I do remember that time fondly when we first met Leo. It's fantastic. And who would have thought six years later uh, we'd, uh, we'd be here right now? And uh, no, I definitely agree. You're the first one in the region, it seems, to you know, anticipate uh, the need for such a key platform and identifying this importance of having a local team in China for execution. Uh, you know, for myself, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going on 15 years here, actually, 2022 is 15 years in China. And uh, since we started the, uh, the platform and cooperation, of course, as you mentioned, our portfolio of clients and partners has grown significantly. Uh, and this brings me to my next question, actually. So why do you believe the economic relationship between Israel and China is so important? You know, China, it's, everyone knows China is becoming one of the biggest economic empowerment in the world. And it leads to the development of infrastructure for an advanced technological environment. And people use technology. You know, whenever I work on China, Beijing, Shanghai, wherever. Okay? 
I can see people are using the phone and using technology and technology is very progressive in China. You know, it increased every year. We see it by numbers. And from the other end, Israel is a startup nation and very innovative regarding technology. You can see many innovation that is started on Israel, as can be seen with the growing numbers of unicorns and global and local investments. This creates a win-win situation. And this is where we can take it forward and the future is great as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, having been in China for as long as I have, uh, I've seen an incredible change and, and transition and the adoption of technology has been incredible here um, and, you know, is, is increasing, uh, you know, uh, week over week, month over month. Um, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, a uh, great thing is, is that as a result of uh, our cooperation, I've been able to spend much more time uh, in Israel as well and absolutely in agreement about the technological landscape, the innovation landscape of Israel is, uh, is absolutely fantastic and indeed is uh, the startup nation. So uh, then when we're talking about Israel and China, where then are we seeing the biggest areas of cooperation uh, and what can we anticipate in the future? I believe many cooperation on plenty industries like automotive, healthcare, education, agriculture, environment, medical, cosmetics. We have a lot of experience with cosmetics. However, uh, nowadays we can also see research and development cooperation between Israel and China with many Chinese students that are willing to study in Israel, mainly at the best university, the Hebrew University, as we both know. I'm very positive. You know, <laughs> I'm very positive that in the future, more and more Israeli companies will penetrate to China, more cooperation between Chinese business people to Israeli business people. We are waiting for the you know, epidemic to end. I believe the future is welcome and uh, waiting for us. Yeah, I agree. And just a little side note uh, about Hebrew University, of course, uh, an incredible institution. And uh, that's where Lear went to school. So this is obviously you know, uh, important to note here. And no, I definitely agree. Um, and one, uh, one other uh, thing to mention here as well is that in terms of um, logistics platforms and policies uh, for global e-commerce, um, you know, as they develop making it easier to penetrate the China market. Um, I think it's clear more and more diverse consumer goods and top Israeli cosmetics companies especially uh, will likely enter the market. Uh, we know Israel is also famous for some of the best agricultural products in the world, uh, as you mentioned, uh, the agricultural industry. And of course, uh, we just launched the China campaign for Jaffa Israeli grapefruits. And uh, Chinese consumers are absolutely loving the products. So um, yeah, it seemed to be uh, going very, very well. So, Lear, you've been working with China for quite some time now. You're very familiar with the overall strategic objectives of uh, top Israeli companies, uh, as well as the Chinese business landscape. So, uh, in your opinion, what do you believe are the biggest challenges facing Israeli companies in the region? Finding the right partner. For sure, it's the biggest challenge. And I found the right partner. It took me time, but after research, after understanding, you know, what are your... Uh... Your, your vision and when you share the same vision you can find the right partner you know other things for challenge for companies international companies is to bridge between two different cultures they should understand that it's two different cultures and the, the language and localization and then the understanding that you cannot work remotely it's very important when you are working in china to be on the ground you must hire local people work with local people you know you need to find professional people this is challenging, but it's possible to find them.
And the most important thing, strategically, companies should give attention and think long term regarding investment and working in China. Yes, Lear, I completely agree. And further to your final point, uh, you've often uh, probably heard me say this directly to many of our clients and partners that China definitely isn't a market to dip your toe in. And what I mean by that is that there needs to be a strong uh, strategic plan and commitment behind market entry across all industries, whether it's CPG, automotive, internet, high tech. What we need to know is that competition for share of voice from both domestic and other international competitors is extreme in the region. In traditional media and social media, in terms of output and ad spend as well, as we know, uh, China represents huge potential for many Israeli companies, but understanding the sheer size of China, what's involved in influencing stakeholders, the vast and diverse and ever-expanding and changing media landscape, uh, the social media landscape, uh, especially compared to the size of Israel, can be very daunting uh, for people who are new to the market. So, uh, yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. Uh, and these are definitely things that need to be taken into consideration. Okay, so let's break down your final answer. If you were to give the top three priorities uh, for Israeli companies in China, specifically from a communications perspective, uh, what would be the top three priorities? First of all, Arthur, listen to professionals. We got Thank two years... Yes, <laughs> great. <laughs> we got two ears. Don't forget, we got two ears and one mouse, okay? In order to listen double, then we talk. And this is the main, maybe the main thing. You need to learn to, you know, to come with this, to understand what people that were acting in China, what were their mistakes and their success and study from it. Second thing is to hire local people. In order to do great work and to get success in China, you need to work with local people. You need to listen and work with local people. And the third thing, of course, is to understand and to work with WeChat. You know, WeChat activity in China is the most common. It's something, you know, like to breathe and to drink. And you cannot be active in China unless you have a WeChat activity, a progress WeChat activity with content and uh, with the right connections. Absolutely. And uh, what we do know is based on our uh, clients and partners, that especially in Israel, WeChat has a uh, very strong penetration within the Israeli market, uh, uh, with the Israeli market now. Um, and no, this definitely makes sense. Uh, on the topic of WeChat, uh, very, very, very important. Um, anybody who is familiar with, uh, you know, the Chinese landscape, and WeChat uh, dominates, um, uh, you know, uh, social media activity here. Uh, but it's important to know um, that across uh, uh, B2C and B2B industries, uh, there's over 10 million official registered uh, accounts on uh, the WeChat platform. So again, back to my previous point, increasing the share of voice and influence um, with stakeholders on the WeChat platform is getting more and more challenging. So strong editorial creation on the WeChat platform absolutely has to be promoted through influencers and, and ads whenever possible. Uh, this is very, very important, and uh, this is something we talk Indeed. about uh, often. Every know. day. <laughs> Absolutely. So what can Israeli companies, in your experience, what could they be doing better? For sure, long-term thinking. It's very important. Second thing is building the marketing vision, strategy, and budget for China in advance. You know, it's not something you can decide from today for to, to tomorrow. You need to think. 
you need to speak with the right people, with the professionals. And of course, give more resources for their activity on sales and marketing. And uh, this is things that if company prepare itself, it can uh, get to the Chinese market much more ready with better chances to success. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, I agree. It's true. And going back to what we just discussed, you know, what I, what I mentioned about, uh, you know, dipping your toe into the market, achieving this idea of a quick win, uh, especially for foreign brands in China is extremely challenging. Um, so ultimately, brand building in the region uh, is extremely important. It can definitely take time. But as again, as we discussed, those committed to the region long term will certainly reap the benefits. Okay, so we've touched upon it. Uh, Lear, from your perspective, what are some of the characteristics of the Chinese PR digital landscape that you find the most surprising? From my experience, there are almost no limitations, especially when focusing on technology. The variety of applications, platforms, and channels enable a huge and diverse market with no sector left behind. It's amazing. You know, when I came to China, I saw it. I was amazed. The Chinese people are very progressed and eager to advance technology. I think it can be a symbol to the world. But the most surprising is that the best digital expert in China is a Canadian. <laughs> and not only a Canadian, he's also Armenian. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to assume that you're talking about me there. Uh, and uh, thank you very much. So let's talk about some of the work. Uh, We know over the past five, six years, we've been working with dozens of incredible companies and organizations. Let's talk about some of the highlights, some of the achievements here. What do you think? You know, uh, we can speak a lot about uh, things we are proud. You know, we have many success on many fields. But if I need to choose, let's say two, I would choose, first of all, the Silver Award from CIPRA. We won for excellence at the PR category of public service communication. We supporting work on the video campaign of the Ibu University of Jerusalem. If you remember, we did it in February 2020. We took part in the making video, a video uh, to convey love from Israel to China when the COVID-19 pandemic was at the beginning. It was very emotional. It was making great success in China and also in Israel. I can tell you many, many of the media, Israeli media, covered this activity the second thing, it's uh, if uh, at the end of uh, 2090, you know, Arbor Robotics, one of our favorite customers, raised $32 million from major tech players in the Chinese arena. Okay, if you ask them, they will tell you it's thanks to our PR activity. This is the management of Arbor Robotics says, before the PR, no one knows about them, after the PR, because their local people actually use the PR in order to promote Arbe in uh, China. And at the end, they could could, uh, saw results. They got wonderful results. And we were so proud about it. And, you know, even the world uh, believes in Arbe Robotics. And uh, now we see that they are very active in NASDAQs and they are uh, our customers for the last uh, five years. So it's amazing. They are partners, not only customers. Yes, Lear, I agree with the examples that you've uh, mentioned here. Myself and the team, very, very, very proud about the work that we've done uh, with Arbe and, and, you know, sharing in the success uh, that that they've had in in this region and, uh, you know, everywhere else around the world. And again, you know, the uh, case that you mentioned from Jerusalem with love, um, uh, from uh, CIPRA, the Chinese International PR Association, um, 
you know, for our listeners, that's uh, that Cipro uh, with the silver award in that category that uh, Lior had mentioned. It actually also won a Stevie Award in 2020. Uh, I'll remind you, Lior. Um, and the uh, the feedback was actually what was um, incredibly special about that uh, about that case. Uh, because the what they had mentioned in, in Chinese netizens online had mentioned that it went a long way in strengthening China and Israel relations. So whenever an activation uh, like that can cause that kind of impact, real impact, you know you've done something very meaningful and something very special. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, our continued work with uh, Hebrew University as well as uh, all of our other partners. We're, we're very, very proud of the achievements. Okay. And so, Lear, as we're talking about some of Israel's best companies and organizations, how has such a small nation of how many? Around 9 million, yes? 9 million for today. Yeah. How, is, how has such a small nation like Israel made such a tremendous impact on global innovation and technology? You know, I'm very happy to speak about Israel. And, you know, it's thanks to Israel's unique society and culture. You know, Israel is a strong economy government support we get a lot of government support for innovation you know and actually a global first market approach are just few of the factors that makes israel innovation ecosystem one of the most successful in the world and we understand we are one of the countries that are successful regarding innovation and high tech and you know israel has a high quality educational system and is among the most educated societies in the world and actually everything starts with education and as you know, our uh, Israel military technology is superb and it inspires further innovation. The unique geography of Israel has taught Israelis to learn how to work well under pressure. And since we have no other alternative, we turn adversity into a source of competitive advantage. This is our advantage. We sure use it. And of course, Israel is known as the startup nation, as we've already mentioned. Yeah? Yes, indeed. Israel has long been considered a startup nation as a result of the success of our startup enterprises, many of which gained a name in a number of fields, including communication, internet, medical system, biotechnology, agriculture, defense, desalination, and digital printing. High quality human capital, you know, technology capabilities alongside government commitment, as we said before, for research and development, it gives results. At the end, if you invest in education, if you put technology as your main focus, as your main vision of a country, you get success. I agree, Lior, and I think this is one of the reasons it's the, you know, the entrepreneurial culture that is so uh, significant in Israel uh, is one of the reasons that uh, creates for a very, very strong um, uh, relationship with, with China. And it's indeed one of the reasons why we're seeing much more uh, coverage uh, of Israeli companies in the, uh, in the Chinese media of course, increasing uh, every, every single day. And I know you're close to Chinese media operating in Israel uh, as well. And from your perspective, what do you think uh, interests them the most? You know, actually, from my experience, the Chinese journalists like to know about any innovative, authentic technology offering. On that note, the Chinese journalists are very open and collaborative to any new ideas, companies and corporations, to any opportunity with actual essential value. They are very curious and they are available for any new thing and any new innovation that Israel has to offer. And of course, I know that when you were first uh, exposed 
uh, to the media landscape in China. I know you were very, very impressed, uh, and many people are shocked at uh, how uh, huge and diverse it is. Um, what are your thoughts on that? It's key that we have the experience and great relations with the relevant sectors in China, and they are able to approach vertical media as well as general portal and financial media, etc. Any visit in China, actually, I met Chinese journalist editors. You know, legitimization is extremely important in China, and companies should understand that in order to approach to the right audience, you need to work with professionals. As we said before, professionals, people that have the right connections, but are all professionals. Definitely. So finally, Lior, what advice would you give to an Israeli company looking to enter the Chinese market? You know, this is something that we deal with on a daily basis. Uh, but from your perspective, what are your thoughts? Um, what advice would you give? Okay, I'm not sure for this question, I'm not sure you have enough time in the podcast, but let's try. You know, in order to succeed in China, you must have a product or service that is market ready and fully localized for the Chinese stakeholders. Persistence is also a key factor in finding the right partner and penetrating the Chinese market. Knowing the Chinese culture, as we said before, is very essential to understand your position with the market. Also, it's vital in understanding how to create business opportunities and approaching the right channels. Other than that, being familiar with the Chinese culture is extremely important. I agree, Lior. These are all definitely uh, important uh, things that uh, Israeli companies, any company actually should consider when looking to enter the Chinese market. One thing I would add though is definitely doing a competitive analysis and stakeholder mapping exercise. And this is ultimately to understand who the most relevant stakeholders are for your product and your service within the uh, Chinese market and where are the channels both online and offline they're most active. This is uh, very, very important. Of course, you bring up something very important actually. Knowledge of Chinese culture and business practices are definitely vital to strategic success in the region. And uh, this is a big topic and perhaps we'll do another chat room episode on this one day as it's quite interesting. So Lear, thank you so much for your time today and for your input. We're looking forward to another fantastic year of collaboration and success, and hopefully we'll be able to see you soon in China. I want to thank you. It was a pleasure talking with you today, and it's also a big pleasure working with you and working with your team. And uh, every day it's a new day with new adventures, and we are looking forward for the new ones. And uh, good luck and full health to everyone. Wish to see you soon in China. And thank you everyone for listening to SPRG Chatroom. We're looking forward to another year of bringing you exciting and interesting topics. In the meantime, stay safe and take care.